Welcome to Our Cartoons, We're the Best. I'm Chris Thomas. I'm Kenny Chapman. And prepare to inspect the uninspected because we got a new cartoon for you today. Inspector Gadget, the original? It's not Inspector Gadget, the original. Uh, We found out that is actually uh, from 1983. But it looks like it's from 1982. Yeah, so it looks really old. um, And instead, we chose one of the spinoffs of Inspector Gadget, uh, which also kind of looks like it came out that year, right? Yeah, it does not look like it was in the golden age. Let's put it that way. That was uh, the Gadget and the Gadgetinis. The Gadgetinis. Based off of the hit drink, I believe. Yeah, we'll have this show shaken, not stirred. <laughs> I'm about to shake up some big takes. All right. Uh, well, let's, let's throw it out there. We should probably talk a little bit about Inspector Gadget 2. Um, Inspector, they made an Inspector not, Gadget 2? Not the hit sequel. <laughs> Of the uh, of the movie featuring Matthew stars. Broderick, uh, but just the greater Inspector Gadget lore. So I'm gonna throw this to you, Kenny. Okay, I'm ready. Nostalgia. Yeah, all over the place. I, 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 I even if we're taking away Gadgetinis, because clearly neither one of us have any nostalgia on this existing, um, probably because it didn't really air in the United States, which we can get to later. I actually didn't remember a ton about Inspector Gadget as a whole. You sang the theme song a little bit, and I was like, I remember that. But I wouldn't have thought remembered it without you singing it. And I do remember that he was mechanical. That's that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, so basically he's a cyborg, uh, sort of like Terminator. Yeah, but he's very human-looking cyborg, which I guess Terminator is too. Much nicer than Terminator. Not as ripped. Uh, Not also, as German. <laughs> I think uh, if I were to want to make a friend with a cyborg, it would be... Inspector G instead of uh, Terminator. What about Cyborg from Teen Titans? Oh, okay. Hands down. I mean, he's the best, right? That's like number one. I was actually just watching Justice League today. How'd it go? It was bad. Yeah. Like the movie? Yeah. What Did you expect it to be? Mm -mm. I actually skipped it when it came out and I forgot it existed. And then I was reading an article by The Ringer. Um, Dot com? Yeah, dot com. Great website. Good plug. Do we have them as a sponsor? <laughs> I hope so. Um, and it was basically just talking about how Superman didn't have... It was as a CGI'd lip because of the, the mustache that Henry Cavill had to get rid of. And then uh, Diva. Cyborg showed up in the clip that I was watching. And I don't I don't know. I definitely prefer Teen Titans Cyborg than this one. He's way better. I can't... I mean, okay, Cyborg... XJ9 or Cyborg, who would you rather hang out with? Um, is XJ9 a Cyborg? No. Uh, I'd say probably um, Cyborg. Are there other Cyborgs out there that I'm not thinking of? I bet there's a lot, but currently Inspector G um, is... The one we're talking about? Yeah. Mr. IG, before Instagram was cool. <laughs> he's he the original, the I, he's the OG IG? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, trademark. Don't use that. <laughs> and so basically, from what I could find, um, their, his origin story, I think in the movie, uh, the live action movie, it's a little different, but... Just a little bit? Yeah. And this apparently, um, from Mental Flaws, I found this out, on a rare 19... No, an official, not necessarily rare, 1991 trading card, uh, it was revealed that Inspector Gadget became a cyborg because he slipped on a banana peel and fell down a bunch of stairs. And I guess he woke up with a bunch of gadgets. So 
surgery, I guess. Those are the kind of heroes that you want on trading cards. <laughs> Who's your favorite cartoon character you have on a trading card? I I don't have any trading cards. Yeah, but if you did, um, Cyborg. Yeah, Cyborg. I mean, we what's pretty. I would try to get all the um, Codename Kids Next Door kids. That would, I mean, that seems like, seems a, like a perfect show for uh, any sort of trading cards. Why, should we do this? Should this be our side hustle? We make trading cards for cartoon characters. It's gonna be a lot better than that restaurant we tried to do. Which was what? What? Which one? I don't was, even remember. Was that the one where we? The, I feel like it had to do with burgers. It was burgers, right? But like yeah. vegeta- vegetarian burgers. Yeah, because we didn't want to kill the cows. Oh, right. We've had a lot of venues. Is that like because of cow and chicken? I don't even know. That that spans back. Yeah, cow and chicken. That's that was an OG. That was like top. That was our first ten episode. In OG CT cartoon. Um, Chris Thomas? No, cartoon. Cartoon. Keep oh, up. Okay. So Inspector Gadget for me, I'd say probably. I mean, I saw a couple of the cartoon episodes, I guess, but really it was it was that live action um, Broderick. I feel like I saw the movie. original cartoon a lot on like reruns and stuff, which is maybe why I, I thought that it was into our time zone a little bit here. Yeah, that's yeah. The eighties are a blur to, yeah, for me specifically. Yeah. I can barely remember the eighties. Yeah. Um, but what's your I, favorite part of the eighties? I loved nineteen eighty four. Okay, well, because of the book? Or? No, well, sort of, because the book made it seem like 1984 was going to be a real drag. And then 1984 actually came around, and what do you know? We actually have privacy. We don't have uh, Big Brother looking down our, our 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 bedroom. I guess maybe. I don't know. I don't really I mean, think we would know. I mean, now we do. Yeah. I think, I mean, in the book, they definitely, they definitely know that Big Brother's watching. That's true. I mean, do you have this little tiny duct tape over your laptop? camera so i feel like you, you know kind why? of think big brother's watching yeah you know why though because this is 2019 that's true so you're saying 1984 we were okay yeah i don't think they had heavy surveillance back then i think that's fair from what i remember as a as a living apple. person apple came out it did did you know that or did you just look that up uh no apple had that giant big commercial that like kind of played off of 1984 it's when they announced their color remember the color max with the colorful backgrounds oh how that could was, i forget that was 1984 okay big big marketing campaign yeah 1984 was rad but um you know it was even better 1983 why because that's when inspector gadget came out came out 1983 went till 1986 um and so it lasted a little while which is interesting because um, I think it had about 20 or so episodes. Ga- oh, the Gadgetinis had about 52 episodes and lasted a year. And 52 strong episodes, too. None <laughs> of them are worse than the others. Nope. I don't know how they fit that many ep- episodes into a year. It would, must have been literally one a week. But yeah. that's uncommon, I think. They might have aired more than one new episode a day. Because a lot of the times mm. back then, I actually think a lot of cartoons were like, hey, we're going to like sh- air eight episodes in a row of this thing and just try to catch people on in the marathon. Right. New okay. Episodes. I think cartoons used to do that a lot more. Ironically, it's coming back now because with the streaming stuff, cartoon network will be like, Hey, we just have a new show. We're going to let you see all 10 episodes in a row. And then we're going to sporadically put them out after that. So oh, I think okay. this was, cause also we have to keep in mind, this was made for an international audience a little bit. So I think it was a little different there. How so? Uh, I think that they do that more in international audiences where they'll just binge stuff. They'll put all this stuff together on one network and try to hope that they can catch people's attention in the middle of it. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. That's my guess. It was a solid guess, and you're probably really right. Oh, thanks. Um, so let's see. So Inspector Gadget, it debuted in 83. There were a couple spinoffs that showed up in the History Channel. 
Um, but we didn't That's want huge. we didn't want to talk about those ones. We don't care about history. We <laughs> even though we literally just talked about Apple. Yeah, and you know all the real history that we experienced in the eighties. Uh, this is Gadgetini time. Yeah. So why do you think it got that name? Um, I don't know. I mean, you were saying off the off air that you suspected it was because maybe they were they were tiny. They're teeny gadgets. They're little tiny. So we should explain definitely the, smaller. The conceit of this one. We're not going to bring the logline lizard wizard in for this one because one, I can't find the real logline, but two, I don't. I don't even. I think this is, gets explained real quickly. It's Inspector Gadget, but now he has little tiny robot versions of himself helping him. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what it is. They're little tiny robot. Literally, they look like him. Robot versions of Inspector. Yeah. And before this is early. This is a preamble. But let me just say, uh, they don't help. There's no real need for them. Well, we just wait. They did something this episode. It was really important. Was it? Yeah, but I don't want to say right now because otherwise everyone would be so confused. We need to uh, basically get into what Inspector Gadget is as a person. What is what okay. is lifestyles like? And that <laughs> is that he is someone who wants to save the day, but he also has no idea what day it is. That's that's a great that's a great way to put it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, he throughout this episode, and I think based on what I read. Wait, I want to try an analogy. Oh sure. Um, Inspector Gadget is. Uh, he wants to do a potluck, but he doesn't have anything to cook the food with. He doesn't even know what food is. <laughs> oh my God, you want up me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do one more. Okay. Uh, Inspector Gadget wants to save the ocean, but he is a plastic straw inside of a tortoise's nose. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about that one very much. <laughs> Here's the thing about Inspector Gadget. He yeah. just... He doesn't... He saves the world, sort of. I mean, I guess in this episode, he isn't the sole guy that saves it. But he, he contributes to saving the world or, you know, someone. And he doesn't realize he's doing it. Yes. He never knows what's going on, but he somehow helps. Take this episode, for example. We uh, we watched the episode, the beach episode of Gadgetini's. I think it's Welcome beach uh, Weekend at Beach. Weekend at Beach, which I thought was a planned weekend at Bernie's, but it was not. Nobody no one's was dead, dead unfortunately. Uh, yeah, they don't kill people in these cartoons. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, some people could have used it this episode. <laughs> you know? Um, so basically, we introduce aliens to the Inspector Gadget world this episode. We have uh, two aliens that come down to Earth. Looking for the beach. Looking for something, really. I think they're just wanting to see trying a new... Trying to get away. <laughs> trying to, trying, trying to move the on from their parents. Yeah. And... Dad. <laughs> unfortunately, not everyone. It's always the government, the military. Uh, they aren't super happy that we have aliens approaching. But they know about them. They do. That I mean, are you surprised? No. I bet the government knows right now. But your big brother knows. Oh, my God. They're going to... They're going to kill us or something. Come through your computer screen. Hopefully we're in a cartoon so they won't kill us. Uh, the, the aliens then don't really do anything wrong. They're just enjoying the, the beach, which actually is just the desert. But they don't know. Oh, my pop filter. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know any better, okay, because they're aliens. Um, but then Inspector Gadget, <laughs> he, I think he's basically uh, tasked with, is he supposed to exterminate the aliens or save them? It's I've, actually unclear. I, I feel like he's trying to kill them based on the fact that he keeps looking. For, it seems like he's kind of got like, well, that seems way too menacing for him. I don't know what his mission was. It was like, I think it was literally like, hey, we've got these aliens. We've got sort like, I don't know. I don't know what his mission is. He definitely was supposed to find them. And, you know, truthfully, he did. He, But did he? <laughs> he basically lands 
right next to the ship, sees them, and if we were to paint a picture of these two, they're red, they got personality. That's true. And they got two heads. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> and it's very apparent that it's, it's an alien. I mean, I don't know many humans that have two heads. No, oh, yeah, I, got, I mean, I don't even know very many Pokemon that have two heads. I don't even know any humans, period. Uh, <laughs> Inspector Gadget sees them, and I guess thinks that they're teenagers, just in the Wandering middle of the, the desert. desert. So he, it's basically a rescue mission at that point, and he brings them to the beach because um, that's where teenagers live, which is actually true. There's a lot of teenagers at the beach when they get there. Hairless teenagers. Including his, his niece, uh, Penny. Yeah, who does not pass the Bechdel test. No, she talks to one other, one other girl in this episode, and I think it's just about boys. Yeah, they said that there's a volleyball game going on and there's boys there. Ooh. And also the aliens hit on her. Yeah, they do. And she's into it. I don't know how old these... They, I think they're supposed to be teenagers. Yeah, they are. She looks like she's maybe 12. Yeah, she looks young. She seems young. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, aliens don't understand the, the rules of, of Earth. And they don't care. That's true. They definitely don't care. Uh, so they so the whole time, though, the, the there's these two government officials, soldiers maybe. Uh, one's bald. I think he's literally called Baldy. One is has hair on his head, so we'll call him Harry. Harry, yeah. uh, Harry and Baldy. They're flying in a helicopter behind Inspector Gadget, and they keep trying to kill him. Inspector Gadget just really does not care. He doesn't even know. He just keeps pressing buttons and juking him accidentally. Like he's yeah. just trying to get there quicker. I guess he just thinks if the teenagers don't get to the beach, they'll die because teenagers. It's true. And at this point in the story, you might be thinking, "Oh, well, Inspector Bad Gadget's going to accidentally save the day." But you'd be wrong. You would be wrong. He doesn't. These these government officials, Harry and Baldy, are there to kill the aliens. We know what their motive is, uh, and it's not good. So when they get to the beach, they're looking for the aliens. Penny, the only person with a brain, I guess. Yeah, the only sane one. Even the Gadgetinis didn't really seem to entirely understand what was going on. They seemed like they were game, but maybe sure. they didn't know what the motive was. No. So here's the part where they they help. And they contribute. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I told you that. Yeah. How do they help? I don't, literally don't remember. The very first encounter with the evil government officials that are Harry and Baldy. Yeah. That are trying to kill the aliens. They take out their, their gadget shovels, their go-go gadget shovels, and dig them into the ground to make it look like they're just two fun teenagers being buried in the beach. Okay. But you can still see their heads. Yeah. But, you know, it's good enough to, to fool uh, Harry and Baldy. I, Not us, but definitely them. A lot of people, I just don't think, know what an alien looks like. Apparently. It's fair, but also, if you don't know what an alien looks like, it's probably because it's foreign and... It's unidentified. I think that that would be very apparent that it's not a normal-looking teenager. Yeah. So, essentially, the way this one ends is, is that Penny ends up getting a communication device from them and calls their dad, who comes and saves the day. Always calling the parents. Always, and they didn't really want him to call the dad, but they needed to call the dad. Reminds, me, the, reminds me of when I, I went to a sleepover at my friend's, and I got afraid that I wouldn't fall asleep, and I'd have to call my parents to bring me home every time. Wait, I have questions. Yeah. So you were afraid that you wouldn't fall asleep. Yeah, you know, like you don't, it's, like, it's like FOMO, fear of missing out. Right. But for me, it was I was afraid that everyone was going to go to bed, and I wasn't going to be able to, and I'd just be stuck there trying to sleep okay. and and I couldn't 
and everyone would just be snoring, and I just feel like uh, I'd be stuck there forever. Okay, and so when when did the call happen though? Did you even try, or was the call like, you know what, I'm just gonna get ahead of this? Mm-mm, I tried. I, okay, so this was like middle. I tried hard. This was like middle of the night. Parents, like, hey, everyone's going to sleep. I can't do it. Bring me home. Yeah, probably like midnight. Okay. Wow. My sleepover. Wait, how old were you? Uh, was this golden age time? Yeah, definitely. So how? So you were, it must have been elementary school. I think once I got to okay. middle school. Oh, this I is was on the younger side. Able to grow up a bit. Okay, because I was gonna say I was like staying up until like four a.m. and sleepovers. I think at a certain point. Well, I don't know. There were some sleepovers where we definitely all stayed up, but the other ones when I could tell everyone was falling asleep early. Yeah. That was doomed. Did your parents enjoy this? N- neither uh, my parents nor the friends' parents loved this a lot. Yeah, I could see that. I could you know, see it was that. before cell phones, so I had to actually yeah. like use their phone. Um, if only we could have just like given you NyQuil. Could've I just... know. I really didn't do enough drugs as a kid. No, and that's honestly, if we were more in the 80s, we would have been all over that. Yeah, but thanks a lot Okay, me being born in the 90s. That's a good side tangent. I appreciate we did that. Back, back, to, back to, I don't even remember how that came up. <laughs> I don't even, oh, calling the parents, right. That's the, so as you can see from that entirely insane convoluted um, story of this episode, this show doesn't make a ton of sense. And there's, 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 there's like some logic stuff that isn't even excusable by cartoon logic. Like what, how are we supposed to know as viewers what characters know what an alien looks like how are we supposed to know when the alien shows up who actually knows it's an alien and who isn't because some characters do some don't some are in the gray area it's incredibly confusing for your own conceit to not even know who knows this is an alien i felt like i mean if we're looking at it baldy harry and penny the all the people that have the y names uh, they're the only ones that recognize them. Yeah, I get. I mean, yeah, because Inspector Gadget Actually, didn't. But also, Harry and Baldy didn't always recognize them because they had a terrible half in sand disguise and half in and half in the water disguise. Yeah, so they don't even count. They either have terrible vision or like I don't know, like are their feet are the giveaway? I have no idea. And then the the Gadgetinis are like fifty fifty. They don't really technically understand because they have that weird scene where they're like. Where are you from? And they don't even know what to say. Like It felt like they didn't realize they were... Well, I guess that would make sense now if Inspector Gadget didn't realize... Sorry, I completely forgot to say this. Um, he's not an inspector anymore. He's not. He got promoted. Lieutenant. Lieutenant Gadget. The OG LG. <laughs> um, so he... I guess if if they are kind of following his mindset because they're, they're little hymns, uh, he, they wouldn't know originally. And then the aliens basically have this clothing device that causes them to like, if they press a button, they can change outfits. And that seemed to be when one of the, they called him fidget. I think, uh, one of the gadgetinis realized. And so he felt a little, uh, disgusted with these aliens, but yeah. then he didn't say anything to inspector gadget. It kind of felt like slowly, but surely everyone was finding out what was happening and they just didn't want to tell, uh, Lieutenant Gadget because he was just kind of getting in the way. Yeah, I mean, great call. They were like, uh, go, you know, go look for the alien over there. We'll we'll deal with this. Can I just say that, honestly, really the only interesting character in this show is Inspector Gadget or Lieutenant Gadget. I thought the Gadgetinis would be cool, and they kind of were for a second, but they really underutilized them. Mm-hmm. And they rendered him utterly useless in this episode. Yeah, I think that's probably like one of the 
only things I really liked about this episode was what was the fact that Inspector Gadget was constantly doing things to save them, but he had no idea what was happening. Yeah, I feel like I agree, but it also felt weird that he just didn't save the day. Like he really just did not play a part in the in the final culminating scene. The only thing at the end, I mean, there's a point when he's like looking for his scuba gear in his trunk and he just keeps throwing everything out for comedic effect. And like one of them, I think he throws an anvil out and it hits one of the the soldiers. So it delays them from escaping. But yeah, I mean, this is all, this is all Penny. Yeah, it's it's Penny time. And it's pretty sad because it is Penny time and she still didn't pass the Bechdel test. So that seems They didn't even weird. acknowledge her. The the, the no. dads were like, oh, inspect and yeah. Lieutenant Gadget, save the day. Yeah, give some credit. By the way, we had an internal debate. So both of the, the teenagers have, the, it's one body, two heads, but they both have their own names. I think it's like Bliff and Blaff or something. They're like very similar. But anyways, great job dads with their naming. Yeah, right? But then they both call the other their dad who's one body two heads dad. But they have two heads and two separate voices. So uh, are they is it are they one dad with two heads or are they both dads and they just use dad as like a weird plural? Maybe they thought it would be more confusing to say dads, but that would make things a lot less confusing. Yeah. I agree. I I had so many questions. I was like, and you said it was progressive. I was like, maybe it is. But then it's like, but then that would insinuate that, that they could like romantically, like you, I mean, I guess it could be an asexual alien. That's true, I guess. But it's like, but that means, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. If we're going to take a deep dive into that alien species. No, we don't need to. We don't need to do that. (laughs) Anyways, let's, can we do baboon and weasels? Yeah. I'll do my baboon first. Yeah. Good. Uh, the cartoon as a whole. No, uh, I, I hate the reliance and time dedication to physical humor in this. Yeah. And I understand that it, that stuff translates so well in international markets that a lot of the times when stuff is international, it leans a little more on that, but do the physical humor, but don't extend the scene three times what it should be because you know that lands like that makes it you've you've extended your joke and now it's not fun i hated that that's my bad boo mm. this is uh, kenny chapman <laughs> i think one of the problems i had but this is more of a personal thing so my personal baboon. oh great this is aside from the sleepover <laughs> is uh is the how how much of a dad he is i thought like mm. the, the dad humor was just kind of unbearable yeah that's fair uh whenever he tries to talk to the teenagers at the beach um it's kind of funny how he's able to bond with them um it reminded me of the movie ma it uh basically is about this older woman that gets a whole bunch of teenagers to hang with her because she's super cool uh kind of happened in this episode with lieutenant gadget except he didn't offer any alcohol he just offered super rad fun but his all his lingo didn't really work obviously like for comedic effects but Wowzers well, caught on. Wowzers. I mean, honestly, that should be a baboon too. That yeah. was just, uh, it wasn't even a catchphrase. It was just every, it was a super catchphrase. Wowzers. It was basically, yeah, it's like Owen Wilson's wow. It caught on too. It wasn't just like he was saying it. Uh, at the end of the episode, even the alien parents that were not even affiliated with the episode up until then, they came down and were like, wowzers. Yeah, no, it's true. Which it's is wild. I don't know fire. how that happened. Uh, One of the worst 
catchphrases, I would say. Yeah. My baboon is the wowzers. I take it back. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I'm with you on your first baboon, too. Like, we should just note. I thought he sounded like a white Urkel mm. all the time. Yeah, and it's just tough. It's tough. And his head looks like Metapod for all those Pokemon fans out there. I'm yeah. Out. It's pretty rough. Uh, Metapod with hair. Right. Yeah. yeah he's and he's not it. green. Okay, yeah, there's clearly differences, but the it's, fact that it's even remotely It's similar. close, though. It's like It's got that chin that kind of protrudes up. And he's got the nose and the triangle shape. Very unique. Um, um, do you want to do your weasel? No, you do it first. You want me to do my weasel? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a little bit of a backhanded weasel, um, but the gadget teenies are actually kind of hilarious in concept. They're a little tiny, robotic, exactly look-alike looking like versions of inspector gadget that run around and they panic and they clearly like have that's like a fun dynamic of these little robot dudes who are supposed to help but get terrified and don't actually help that much and just waddle around everywhere trench coats hats all that stuff hair on a robot for some reason kind of hilarious completely underutilized and not used properly especially because by the way your whole spinoff idea is the gadgetinis like let's be real it's just inspector gadget if you don't have the gadgetinis so for me i was a little like these guys are kind of funny and they had a couple moments that made me laugh but didn't really help besides the one shovel scene that that was essential it was essential but poorly executed (laughs) it works it right correct it did work because it had to um but i love those dudes i actually think there's a ton of comedy to have there and i actually don't even think this was a bad idea for a spinoff it's just like one of those things where whenever they pitched this show here was their idea and now that we started writing let's just do whatever we want and forget about all those rules this feels like to me a classic show where it was like here's a pitch document here's what we want to do now that we've sold it let's just write whatever we feel like and not ever think about what we pitched because it feels like the idea is so far away from the story. Mm-hmm. So that's my weasel. I'd love, I mean, I'd love to see more episodes of this, if only just to understand what the purpose of the Gadgetinis yeah. uh, would be. Because I also just don't really get it. I, I wanted to review this episode because it was called the Gadget and the Gadgetinis, which was just a wild yeah. thing, especially since they're just two mini robot hymns. But I don't even like that. Doesn't they don't have any personality? No. Really. Um, it just like to me, it kind of reminds me of Scooby Doo when they out of the blue just brought in Scrappy. Except oh Scrappy's God. different. Yeah, but it's true. Also, just like why? Why it just feels like an extra character. Um, I think they could have been a good source of comedic relief if they were used right. And I mean, going back to what you said with the shovels, they didn't even come up with that idea. Who did? Penny did. Yeah. So. They're useless. They're useless robots. I yeah. think the idea could have been great. They could have been just little tiny, like fumbling buffoons, or they could have been the ones who have to keep cleaning up after Inspector Gadget, which is kind of hilarious that he has these little two clone robots helping him. But that's Penny. Penny does that. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. Maybe should, you know, maybe in other episodes, that's the case. Should we reboot this? You and me? Well, they're already rebooting it. But you maybe do if, Penny. If that doesn't work out, we we did uh, we did choose an episode that did not have essential characters. Uh, Dr. Claw Dr. Claw was absent We did not have Brain the dog But You know That's just how it goes You can't bring dogs to the beach You <laughs> can't bring claws to it the was, beach either It was a dog free beach And Dr. Claw hates the water A little too close to the water And everyone just calls him a crab Because of his Of his uh, Claw Yeah And you, you hate to see that yeah. Did you give your Did you give your weasel? Oh uh, Let's see Did I have a weasel? I mean For me I think Probably the weasel Is the something I already said earlier um, although I didn't like the dad humor, his obliviousness to lingo, uh, I 
did like his obliviousness to the situation, yeah. uh, yet Mike. still saving the day. It kind of reminds me of um, in Deadpool 2 with, with Domino. Oh. The woman who's just, her superpower, she's just lucky. Yeah, she's um, good. And she obviously knows what's going on. But I just, I think that's an interesting, maybe it doesn't work. I mean, obviously he's had many shows, so it, it definitely works. But maybe it's a, a role that works better for like a minor character or something. I don't know. I think it's just kind of fun. And it would be, would have been better for this episode if he had been the one that saved the day accidentally. But yeah. It's it's weird because his character is like, you. It's almost like you reward like pureness and gusto. Like he has this gusto and he has this right. pureness. He's determined for sure. And he like gets he he survives and he ends up doing the right thing in the long run because and you like reward that trait. But it's almost like a little bit of a kind of annoying engine for a story because it's like, well, you know the formula every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when this episode happens where he doesn't even really do it, it's like, well, why are we watching this? for the beach right because we just miss the beach a lot yeah i mean i don't know it's that's the thing it seems like it's a concept that's really funny but it definitely has its pitfalls and i think this might be an episode where we just saw one of those um pitfalls yeah all right so our weasels were both pretty backhanded that's good that's always what we want yeah i mean i don't know i just still think it was a cool concept but yeah actually maybe yeah I mean, it's, we have, there's things that we liked that we just would have done differently, I think. Yeah. I don't think it was like a home run weasel. It was like at least a double. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with a double. Ground Ground, rule. Ground rule double. Yeah. Uh, Let's, let's bring it over to our animation corner. Oh, okay. What did you think of the animation? Sometimes you can, you can make really simple, basic animation look good. And I think we've watched a lot of, we've watched personally, a lot of older cartoons, like mm-hmm. older cartoons that hold up, look pretty decent. This is one that should have looked better. That looks older and doesn't, isn't great. It's the most basic version of animation. All the colors are muted. All the lines are super, super simple. It's incredibly basic. And I think to be fair, they probably had a smaller budget and it's a co-production and it was international. So for international stuff, they don't take as many chances. It's like a pretty basic cartoon. So I get all that, but man, it's nothing to write home about. Um, it's, it's, it's the rights are with DH DHX media, which is a Canadian company that kind of just has this look. This is kind of what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, not fun. I mean, I guess it's kind of true, stays true to the original inspector gadget, but I don't know why you're doing that. Why? Like, what What do you gain from having a similar animation style to something 10 years ago? Make the fans happy. I guess. I don't know. I, I, I feel like, but I mean, like, you're a fan of Pokemon. Like, people watch Detective Pikachu. Yeah. And that's like, I don't know. They change that all the time. That is a cool looking Pokemon. Yeah. that well, As we've discussed. Well, we did not. We love the, the fur no, of the Pokemon. See, that was a bad, I knew I shouldn't have brought that example. <laughs> I mean, like, look at all the superheroes in general. Yeah. I mean, look at the cartoon versions of Marvel or like Superman, Spider-Man, Batman. All of them get upgrades every single time. Like they, mm-hmm. they, you edit the look and yeah, it's not animation, but like, I don't know. People are okay with changing what somebody is. Nobody's trying to see that tights wearing Batman that you saw from the 80s. Well, I mean, besides yourself. you, right? I forgot you, your tights fetish. It depends. I mean, so, well, actually this was a decade later, even more than that, actually. So that was about 15 years. If it was 83 was the original and then this one comes out. Actually, I think in uh, 2002. Yeah. I mean, change it. That's a long time. And we've seen shows from the 2000s that look better than this. Look great. Yeah. So maybe it is just a budget issue. Like there should be a a leap forward with the look. Yeah. 
I mean, they didn't even change, like, I don't know. They, they just edit the character silhouettes or something. It's just very uninventive. It, I have another baboon. Oh, my God. For something okay. that they did change. This is technically your third baboon. I love baboons. That's okay. Go ahead. They changed the theme music. Oh, yes. I'm with you on this one. And by the way, I, I wouldn't have been until you sang the original. I was like, oh my gosh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I forgot how the original went as well. And then I was reading an article about how it is stylized uh, similarly to In the Hall of the Mountain King. Interesting. Yeah, uh, they must have just not had the rights. You can't. You can't not. It's like the biggest selling point of Inspector Gadget. Mm-hmm. So that's sad. But I mean, even in um, even going back to Detective Pikachu, DP, that yeah. original theme came up in the movie. Right. Yeah. They want to be the very best. No one ever was. That. Yeah. To catch them is a real test. You. You are the cause. Pokemon expert here. Pokemon. Anyways, um, I think the characters were. I mean, I'm just thinking of Baldy and Harry here. They were. Very exaggerated. I didn't think they were humans when we first saw them. I know. That's the thing. Like, Baldi had, like, these weird liver spots on his head that I actually thought he was a baby at first. Yeah, well, yeah, right. You did say that. They they, <laughs> they were stubby. They were not... They didn't look, like, the same as any other humans. I was surprised by his voice, too. It seemed like uh, just a weird match. Yeah. Very high-pitched for this guy that looked like he was... He felt like he, had a, he should have had a lower voice. Kind of menacing. He's a henchman. Yeah. I wonder if uh, I wonder if that general comes back. The general that commanded the... The one-eyed general? Yeah, the one that was able to yell at them through a hologram screen. That was cool. Um, the voice acting. Uh, Any takes? Well, so this guy wasn't Inspector Gadget in the original, mm-hmm. but he gets to play Inspector Gadget this time. Yes. He seemed fine. Maurice LaMarche. I like that he did the Gadgetinis too. I, I don't know. It was fine. I don't they, know. He, it did felt they like sound Inspector different to you than, than Lieutenant? Not really. A little robotic, I, I think. I felt like they maybe were a, a little higher pitched. Yeah. And they definitely made some like tweaks in post. Like It was clearly the same voice that they just edited in post, that's, I feel like. That's a good point. <laughs> but but that's my guess. But um, I don't know. It felt like it was actually pretty true to Inspector Gadget's voice. Mm-hmm. Everyone else seemed not very interesting. I thought I, the aliens were annoying. I can't really remember what Penny sounded like in the original. There you go. The, uh, the original actually was uh, Cree Summer. That was her first role. Oh, wow. As a kid, as a, a girl, I'm assuming as a little kid, because that came out a while ago. It's a great little nug. Mm-hmm. Can we, we should explain really quickly, um, why this didn't air in the United States. Um, so it was supposed to go on Fox family and Fox family actually got folded into Disney. Uh, and because of that, they just never aired it. They basically shelved it. So this only aired in, um, United Kingdom and some other countries, uh, internationally, even though it was made as a co-pro for both. How dare they? Yeah, and I think that's the world needed to see the Gadgetinis, so that's tough. Yeah, I mean, I sure didn't as a kid. No, me either. Didn't even know the word Gadgetini. It was embargoed. It was like our Dr. Zhivago. <laughs> Dagger. Um, let's see. Other... Who, would, who would play Inspector Gadget in the live-action version? You go Matthew Broderick, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, obviously he did, but if I had to pick... I'll go John Cryer from <laughs> Two and a Half Men fan. Okay. Um, how about someone like John Hamm? Wow, you're going like sleek. 
Yeah. Like more built version. Someone that appears like suave, but actually is just, I mean, honestly, He's a goofball. Rowan, Rowan Atkinson would be great. Cause Ooh. that's like the role he plays as Mr. Bean. That's true. Except Although that's a very a little specific bit more noble. look. That's a, that's a look. That's true. Mr. Bean is... But hey, if we're trying to, to change up Inspector Gadget... That's true. Um, he actually... He used to have a mustache, and I, I don't think he actually had it in the show, but they were going to have him have a mustache, and then uh, he had to get that removed, just like Henry Cavill. It, it goes full circle, <laughs> uh, because he looked very similar to the Pink Panther character. I'll uh, I'll throw a curveball out there. Ooh. Jenny Slate. That's right. We go female version Inspector Gadget. Whoa. That's right. Yeah. She's got an annoying voice like he does. Well, okay. I mean, that's a that's an opinion. Well, no, her like her thing is that she has like a very I guess it's not necessarily annoying, but it's very di- like recognizable. I see. Like you mean when she's voice acting. Yeah. Like And uh, probably when like normal. the pet in Secret Life of Pets Slop or too? or the snail in Marshall. Oh, Mar- yeah, exactly. That's like a very she does specific voices. So you get that specific voice and I don't know. She also, I don't know. She has like a nose. A distinctive nose. I don't. Does she have the chin of the Inspector Gadget? No, it would have to be prosthetics, but Ooh. magic, baby. Uh, I guess wrapping up. I yeah. couldn't find any good tweets about this show. Oh. I kept. I typed in Gadgetinis, and it came up with uh, words Drinks. in other languages. So, uh, so it's big in other countries. I guess I should have looked for Inspector Gadget, but no, that's, a, that's, that's another time. We have more spinoffs for that. Yeah, we, that's. We gotta explore the History Channel for those. So no tweets this week. Um, let's so head sad. over to final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Um, I wish there were more. I mean, should we just look up what the Inspector Gadget first tweet is ever? Not ever. The most recent Inspector Gadget tweet that had the name in it. Hmm. Do it. Do you have that game? Oh, this is from the account Inspector Gadget. Okay. So the most recent tweet is Dunun Inspector Gadget. It's by. Uh, beautiful Taurus two minutes ago no likes no t- no comments <laughs> so this is a great bit <laughs> good insight yeah thanks I think that was good to do on the fly yeah um, so that's my final thought okay. more tweets about Inspector Gadget uh, I guess my final thought is well it's not a thought I guess it's a final little fact oh okay a little tidbit a little tidbit um, so in addition to uh what was i saying he was inspired oh inspired a little bit off of that pink panther detective mm-hmm. um mostly on the Jacques Cousteau the uh, the clothing he's wearing not i don't think in this i don't think in uh the spin-off but his his old time clothing the OG yeah i can't remember what he's wearing in this honestly well he's he's actually wearing some some swimming Which trunks so does look french yeah and he might have even said a french word i don't know uh <laughs> other things he's he styled after um Get Smart, Maxwell Smart from Get Smart, the the OG, not the Steve Carell version. Yeah, um, great show by the way. And actually, I believe the man who played Maxwell Smart played the original uh, Inspector Gadget. That is Don Ooh. Adams. And then, in addition, he was based off of a dog. What? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Can, can you? Is that that one? I want. That's the only one I wanted you to elaborate more on, and you're giving me nothing. That is uh, <laughs> Dino Mutt, the show Dino Mutt. He what the heck? was apparently inspired off of that dog, which. To me, it sounded like he was he was basically Goddard from Jimmy Neutron, a or okay. I mean, really just a dog version of Inspector Gadget. He had a whole bunch of gadgets that would come out of him. What? Why? How is that not the spinoff? Yeah, I know. How, right? how do we not have the dog version of Inspector Gadget? Why do we have little Inspector Gadget people and not dogs? I mean, one of my favorite things about Jimmy Neutron, which is a great cartoon, is Goddard. 
Yeah, I no, would I love agree. to have Goddard. Can you I, imagine having Goddard? Uh, I had a pet Goddard. What? I had. Like, <laughs> I bought like a toy Goddard. But it wasn't actually Goddard. No. Well, I mean, I mean who's to say? He's a robot. Well, I I would love to have Goddard. I mean, as much as I am a golden retriever guy, yeah, I would, my second pick would be Goddard. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Golden retriever, robot dog. Who do you think is more responsibility? The third pick. Mellow or Goddard? Mellow my dog or Goddard? Um, definitely not Mellow. That dude does not give a care in the world for anybody's feelings. Well, I mean. He has no responsibilities. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, None. I, I feel like Goddard's also tough because if, if there's anything wrong with Mellow, you can just bring him to the vet. That's Goddard, true. it's like, That's true. I got to fix him myself. That's true. Although I would say dog parts are more expensive than metal parts. That is true. Yeah. Uh, like getting a dog liver. Well, you know, I, have, I had to find a guy in like an alley. And you know how hard it is to put one of those in yourself? You didn't just bring him to a vet. I don't like. I'm I not just paying said. for those, that scam. It's not a scam. Not when I got a guy in a river. We got to talk to, um, I mean, we got to look at Mello. Kenny, are you ready to rank this thing? Yeah, speaking of dogs, I am ready to rank this thing. All right. <laughs> it's a foreshadow. All right, let's do it. All right. Three, Three two, two, one, 69. 69. What? Wait, is 61 dead last? No, it's one before dead last. Yeah. Okay, so you want to put this underneath crypto and above but ugly martians yeah and i want to put this underneath time squad and above brothers flub you know why it's beneath crypto why because it had because crypto had a dog in it uh okay what a missed opportunity as we said i mean that is true that's like a weird thing to base your ranking <laughs> off of but to be fair this is this is the not cream of the crop so this is this so, is nitpicky so brothers flub crypto and um gadgetinis n- none of them had uh, well, they just kind of felt like a mess. So, as I, far as storytelling, what, I did think Brothers Flub had an interesting idea, an interesting concept. That's true. And it wasn't a spinoff. Um, it wasn't based off of past IP. I thought it was. What else did I like about it? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, can I? So, for me, when I get down to this far, I'm like, what was more annoying for me to watch? Mm-hmm. That ends up being my first thing. Okay. Um, and to me, I would rather die than rewatch Brothers Flub because I thought it was the most annoying show to watch, listen to. Um, and so I thought Under Time Squad was a good spot because Time Squad, while it was so flawed and not good, it was like, okay, I guess it kind of goes down smooth. Like I wouldn't, it don't, I don't actively want to like turn my brain off when I'm watching it. But you're right. I do think we should think about docking Inspector Gadget for being a bad spinoff, especially when the original was successful. It's mm-hmm. like you have to actually like actively mess it up. Yeah, I mean, at least it didn't kill the franchise, but it felt like it almost should have. And I feel like we've always had this, and by the way, it's good that we have this difference, but like voice acting sometimes like turns me off to the point where like if I, if I don't like a voice, like I, I drop that cartoon. That makes sense. I think I I just kind of forgot the, uh, the voice acting of Brothers Club already. Which is good because it still haunts me. Sometimes I have to call my parents to come pick me up from LA because I'm like, I'm hearing the Brothers Club voices. I am, I'm remembering it now. Uh, yeah. I mean, also... I mean, you're right, though. Brothers Flub is an original idea that we liked. When we read the logline, we were excited to watch Brothers Flub. Yeah. And then we heard the theme song, and it was all over. Oh, yeah. Flub, 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 flub. They just kept saying flub over and over Which, again. Which, I mean, you know, this show didn't have the best theme song either. Not as bad. True. 
Uh, not but ugly level. It's good that like but ugly doesn't even have a chance here. It, it almost feels like you know we have all these cartoons just laid out in front of us, and we're picking which one is the best out of these worst ones. Right. And then but ugly's like over to the side, being like, like what? Maybe I could, maybe I could like Milton <laughs> from Office Space. Like maybe I could. Where's be my stapler? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the paycheck. Yeah, um, I mean we've actually ironically though we've always we've had crypto was like that for a bit. Time Squad was like that for a while, but. I'm I also biased towards crypto because even though I did not like it on rewatch, it was one of the few here that I did watch as a kid a lot. That's fair. I was going to argue putting Brothers Flub above it, but putting it above crypto only That's because fine. crypto, while technically kind of original, is like, hey, let's take dogs and really famous superheroes. You should be able to hit a home run with that. Right. Well, that's what I was trying to say with... Um with flub like that's an original idea as far as i know i'm pretty sure it is, i mean it yeah. wasn't based off anything it wasn't mm. it wasn't that strong anyway there's no uh, flubber verse uh the concept was cool but it wasn't like the characters clearly were not based off of anything else um crypto you're right i mean that's based off of it, it's dc and um yeah. it should be a home run dogs combined with superhero powers that we all know it's like who's not watching that, that could be why i watched it honestly just because of the dogs but then it, but it's not good this one's for the dogs <laughs> So, we put it above crypto? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> okay, so that, that's not for the dogs. No. Um, which means we're going to be putting it at 50... Oh, it's going to go right at 60. Yeah. The Good big 60. It made Hey, top 60 cartoon. That's a big deal. From the golden age. That's huge. That's a huge deal. <laughs> All but two have made that for us so far. But, I mean, maybe next week it'll be still 60. Yeah, and that would be fine. We just don't know. Maybe I mean, high. as we watch that weird alien thing that might not be an alien. If you're one of the people in the inspector gadget world, um, fly away. So will this show. And <laughs> so sentimental. I think, uh, we should just focus on the next cartoon before I start to cry. Oh my gosh. It's too late. The waterworks are coming down. It's just, I had a little <laughs> bit too much gadgetinis tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have stirred them. Oh, I don't really know. What's, what, what's the difference? Uh, I think I know that when you shake one and you stir one, but what does that do to the drink? My roommate, friend of the pod, Robert Adler, uh, I think was the one that said this, that basically if you do, maybe it wasn't him. I don't know. But like, if you shake it, you're going to be diluting the drink a bit. Oh, okay. Like the ice gets in there more or something. I think, or it's, yeah, I think because it melts the ice more if you shake it. Um, whereas if you stir it, I think, I don't know. Maybe you don't even put ice in it. I don't like martinis. No, I it's mean... It's got olives I've in never, it. Yeah, I mean, that just seems like a weird choice. And then if you don't have olives in it, then that's just not doing the drink right. So it's just not my thing. The gadget- just like this, just like the Gadgetinis <laughs> wasn't our thing. It's true. Maybe the next one will be. Drum roll. Well, who's that crazy cartoon king? The one who's from The Tex Avery Show. That's right. We're going to Texas. And Maybe. Averyburg. Oh, is that where it's, that's where it is? I don't really know too much about this cartoon. <laughs> I don't either. I do know that it was 1999, the golden year, some may say, of movies. So we will see if, good year. if this is the golden cartoon of uh, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> and we should make a 1999 specific list of cartoons, see mm-hmm. how it goes. Uh, I'm excited. I am always excited to jump to a new cartoon. There's always a little spark. Like, you don't know what it is. You've never heard of it. It's not based off anything. Could it be a hidden gem? A little diamond in the rough, if you will. Do you think that this has a fun mechanical dog? I can only hope so, and my hopes are so high that if it doesn't, it will crash and burn. Well, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. 
Thank you to everyone that's listened to this podcast. Thank you to everyone that created the cartoon we reviewed today so that we were able to have content. Yeah. Not not thank you, Disney, for shutting us down from being able to watch it in the golden age. Yeah, but thank you, Canada. Right, because you guys, you know what it's a boot. Yeah. um, And also, thank you to Aaron Eidick for the wonderful artwork that we always have. It's true. And our sponsor, Harold's Glow in the Dark. Butter. The glow is how you know it's Harold's. Yes, the glow is how you know it's Harold's. And also, don't forget nap catchers. Mm-hmm. Nap, or they'll catch you. Perfect for Harold's. Well, actually, no, because you're just napping during the day, so you don't even need Harold's. No. But, you know, I always suggest Harold's. Yeah, well, you might want it to be dark when you're napping. That's true, actually. Maybe that's help. my problem. I always fall asleep in the, or I try to, in, in the bright it's tough. light. Stuff. Although then Harold's isn't good because it's glow in the dark. It's just gonna right. light It'll up. Roast everything. your skin too. I don't know. I'm gonna have to figure that out. Well, until then, our cartoons were the, the best. best.